As we continue in our silence worship this morning, let us return to that chant, Om Mani Pime Hum, that we sang for the offertory music. Om, Amen, Shalom, each come from the Sanskrit sound, which is said to contain within itself all the vibrations of energy making up the universe. If you close off your ears from the world, it is said that you can hear the universal OM sound within your own being. You might want to try that as we begin to silence our minds with a meditation on the sound of OM as the force which brings forth all the energy of our cosmos. A Western description of OM is found in the spiritual canticle of the Christian mystic St. John of the Cross, who says, This voice, or this murmuring sound of the waters, is an overflowing so abundant as to fill the soul with good, and a power so mighty seizing upon it as to seem not only the sound of many waters, but as a loud roaring of thunder. But the voice is a spiritual voice, attended with majesty, power, might, delight, and glory. It is, as it were, a voice, an infinite interior sound, which endows the soul with power and might." This first period of silence will be completed by the sound of our bell. The term OM can be spoken, and this morning we would like to speak it, by combining equally the three sounds of AH, O, and M through a full breath. So we will now say OM three times in this manner, slowly with three full breaths as we enter our first period of silence. So back to the story of all ages. Focus on your breath. Inhale deeply, and we'll start this meditation.
A quote from Eckhart Tolle. What is wisdom and where is it to be found? Wisdom comes with the ability to be still. Just look and just listen. No more is needed. Being still, looking, and listening activates the non-conceptual intelligence within you. Let stillness direct your words and actions. We've just listened to silence. Now let us look into silence. Developing an inner silence like the one we have just experienced promotes an inner vision. The Buddhist and Hindu teachings refer to this inner vision as the opening of the third eye. To quote authors Anadia Judith and Celine Vega, what it takes to open the third eye is the development of the ability to look past our usual stopping point. It is how deeply we are willing to look at something that determines how much we see. To really look, we need to let go of our preconceived patterns and see freshly, taking in new details and being open to the perception of new patterns. This requires practices that help clean the mind of old patterns and images, such as meditation. Let us focus on this third eye for a time, the eye which opens consciousness to visions beyond the rainbow spectrum to which our physical vision is limited. Eastern mystics would have us focus on the point between our eyebrows as we envision our awakening to existence beyond the scientifically defined physical reaction to material stimuli. Let us now focus on that point between our eyebrows or on the drawing on the front of our bulletin or on the flowers up here on the altar or on the trees in our woodlands as we begin our visual silence with these words from Mathnawi by Rumi. When physical vision has transcended space, another sky opens to the eyes of the soul. Your body is a saucepan. The soul is its food. Place this pan on the fire of divine passion so its flames can make boil the truth within you. Then you won't need anyone else's poems or teachings. You yourself will know the value of your state of soul.
James Thurber says there are two kinds of light, the glow that illuminates and the flare that obscures. Especially in America, we promote the flare, the excitement of excess and stimulation that helps us hide our fears and the unknowns in our lives. This morning, let us use candles as a starting point from which to tune into the glow that illuminates. First, I would ask that each one of us, in our own time, come forward to light a candle. Your candle this morning will symbolize your own unique being among all souls. After lighting the candle, we ask each person to take a rose petal from the table back with them to their seat. This movement will begin a silent meditation on a deeper awareness of all of our senses, summing up the focus on breath, hearing, and vision that we have just sensed with the sensing of our motion as we move to the front and back to the seat. And then the sensing of touch, smell, and even taste of the rose petal. All of these sensual aspects of our being. After we have engaged and then released each sense, a time focused on silence, might attune us to the beauty expressed in this quote from Paramahansa Yogananda. Those who meditate deeply, concentrating intensely within their state of silence or neutralized thoughts, withdraw their mind from the material objects of sight, sound, smell, taste, and touch, from all the bodily sensations and the disturbing mental restlessness. In this focused stillness within, they find the ineffable sense of peace. Peace is the first glimpse of the inner kingdom of deity. So let us begin this stilling, peaceful meditation now. Narrowing our focus in silence, first as everyone comes to the front, then as we sit back down and become still again, and motionlessly move from sensing the physical into sensing the silence.
not quite as good at that as Ron is. According to Meister Eckhart, there are seven degrees of contemplation. Let whoever wishes to practice contemplation seek out a quiet spot and set themselves to thinking, first, how noble one's soul is, how she has flowed straight out of God, a thought that fills one with great delight. At the seventh stage, the soul knows God and herself as being without beginning and as the source of all things. This secret knowledge comes to no one fully in this life, for it means the beholding of God, a thing not of this world. Our final period of silence, the silence of contemplation, will begin with the guided contemplation taken from the odes by Rumi. Contemplate the cupbearer, not the drunkard. Look at Jesus, not your wounded hands. You are a fish in the trap of the body. Look at the fisherman, don't look at the net. Contemplate the origin that was yours at the beginning, not this accessory that is yours for only a time. Gaze in wonder at the infinite rose garden. Don't consider the thorn that wounded your foot. Contemplate the bird of heaven whose shadow shelters you. Do not look at the crow that escaped your hands. Like the cypress or the ear of corn, grow toward the heights. Do not, like the violet, always bow down to the ground. In the stream of your being runs the water of life. What does it matter to you if the jar and jug are broken? Put your trust in the one who gives life and ecstasy. Do not mourn what does not exist. Cling to what does.
If it is language that makes us human, one half of language is to listen. Silence can exist without speech, but speech cannot exist without silence. Listen to the speech of others. Listen even more to their silence. To pray is to listen to the revelations of nature, to the meaning of events. To listen to music is to listen also to silence. And to find the stillness deepened and enriched.